Welcome to The Healing Catalyst. I'm your host, Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh, and I know that Ayurveda can transform your life. How? Because it transformed mine. And the best part is, it's easier than you think. Your body has exactly what it needs to heal itself. All you need to do to enhance its healing power is to start practicing healthy routines, which I can teach you. In over 20 years of practicing both Western medicine and Eastern healing traditions, the most important thing I've learned is that healing is a journey we take together. So on this podcast, I'll be demystifying Ayurveda and other integrated medicine, showing how these simple, ancient practices are the keys to unlocking a healthy modern life. We are all healing catalysts because healing starts within. It starts with you and it starts right now. Let's get started. This is a Soulfire production. Episode number 36. Well, hello, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Healing Catalyst podcast. I'm back with you this week with another Spark This mini episode of the podcast. These are short episodes that I hope will spark your healing and spark your curiosity to learn more, along with some quick tips that you can use right away to support your health. Be sure to check the show notes for links to other podcast episodes and resources that are related to today's topic, which is connection and how to use the power of connection for healing. So let me start with a question for you. How connected are you to others? Really? Now take a moment to reflect on this. Ask yourself a few additional questions, which I've also linked as a worksheet in the show notes. Number one, who are you connected to? Are you connected to family members, friends, work colleagues, classmates, members of a team or a club? Make a list and list every single person. Number two, how are you connected to others? Are you connected via text or social media or through phone calls or through in-person interactions? And number three, when do you connect with these people? How often do you actually interact with them every day, once a week, once a month, once a year? You know, I actually did this exercise myself a few weeks ago, and I was really, really blown away and surprised by what I wrote down. I wasn't as connected in the ways that I thought I was, and I wasn't connected in ways that actually bring me joy. And it really made me stop and re-examine my priorities and how I was using my time. Because I know that the health effects of isolation and loneliness are immense. The truth is, in a world where we're more connected than ever through social media and technology, we're also lonelier than ever. Studies show that 50% of Americans feel lonely. In addition, the global pandemic has only exacerbated the epidemic of loneliness that was already emerging before it started. You know, well before COVID-19 appeared, there was a survey done of managers and employees in 10 different countries. And they said that they spend 50% of each day on digital versus in-person interactions, and that more than half of them felt lonely as a result. Here's the truth. Humans are wired to connect, and this connection affects our health, every aspect of our health, our emotional health, our physical health, our mental health, our spiritual health. 
The need to connect with others is actually built into our brains. We have something called mirror neurons that allow us to feel what others are feeling and thus connect more deeply. One side effect of social distancing during the pandemic on top of using technology for pretty much everything we do is that our mirror neurons have no one to mirror because we're physically isolated. And so we're left with this paradoxical situation. The technology that was a necessary solution during this pandemic, during self-isolation and quarantine, is the same technology that is contributing to a new epidemic of loneliness. And this isn't my opinion. The data is clear. Social isolation has a negative effect on health and can increase depressive symptoms as well as chronic illness and death. In fact, loneliness has been linked not only to emotional symptoms, but also to inflammation. One study even found that loneliness is as lethal as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Think about that. Loneliness is equivalent to smoking. And the opposite is also true. There are decades of research that support the importance of social connection. In a meta-analysis done at Brigham Young University, researchers examined 148 published articles on the effects of human interactions on health outcomes, and they reported that social connections with friends, family, neighbors, or colleagues improves the odds of survival by 50%, and that social support and feeling connected can help people maintain a healthy body mass index, control blood sugar, improve cancer survival, decrease cardiovascular mortality, decrease depressive symptoms, mitigate post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms, and improve overall mental health. In fact, I would argue that questions about social connection should be asked regularly in patient visits and that prescribing social connection should become as common as prescribing physical activity. And so what can you do to be more connected and to feel more connected? Well, let's go through five strategies. Number one, set a check-in time on your calendar. Make sure that you schedule time to check in with a family member or a friend every single day. Share what's going on in your life and get updated on what's going on in their lives. Build it into your daily routine. Maybe you could call someone during your daily walk or text someone every morning at 9 a.m. I actually do both of these things. Number two, share experiences. Do activities with other people, preferably in person, but virtually is also great. Schedule a walk and talk, cook a meal together, exercise together. Any of these activities can help you feel more connected and create a sense of belonging and community. Number three, talk to strangers. Really, talk to them. Say hello to someone in the street or talk to someone at the grocery store. Strike up a conversation with the clerk. Even smiling and nodding at someone is enough to trigger those mirror neurons I talked about earlier, creating a feeling of connection to other people. Number four, volunteer. It'll remind you of everything that you have to be grateful for. It'll also help you feel more connected to others and less isolated. Personally, I've found that helping others is one of the most powerful ways to work through feelings of depression, isolation, and loneliness. And number five, connect with nature. Get outside and take a walk. Use all five of your senses to become aware of the world that is around you. It'll remind you that you're connected to something so much larger than yourself. So there you have it. 
five strategies to be more connected and to feel more connected. I hope that this mini episode sparks your healing and helps you write your own connection prescription. If you have any questions, feel free to direct message me on Instagram. I'd be happy to help you in any way that I can. And if you found this helpful, please share it with others. And until next time, be well. If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way, you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. And if you're feeling really inspired, please leave a review so that others can find this podcast more easily. If you want to learn more, visit me on the interwebs at avantikumarsingh.com, and you can subscribe to my newsletter, where I send exclusive invites to my events, special announcements, and give you more self-healing tools and tips. And if you want to hang out even more with me, I spend most of my time on Instagram. You can find me at Avanti Kumar Singh, and we can connect more there. Until next time, remember, with the right catalyst, you have the power to activate your own healing, because healing starts within.